Last week, the Tibetan Center for Human Rights and Democracy, TCHRD, has released a report titled Chinese Transnational Repression of Tibetan Diaspora Communities, which is the first report of its kind to focus on the China's transnational repression of Tibetans. According to the center, Chinese government's transnational repression poses increasing threats to Tibetan diaspora communities and thereby to the future of the Tibetan freedom movement. The report uncovers various forms and trends of transnational repression experienced by exiled Tibetans worldwide. To tell us more on the report, I have here with me Mr. Ngawang Lungto from the TCHRD in our studio today. Welcome to our program, Ngawala. Thank you for having me. So first of all, can you tell us what is uh, transnational repression and... Uh, what aspects of the uh, transnational repression uh, in the TCHRD's report uh, focus and is it even legal in uh, terms of international law? Um, transnational repression, simply put, is an effort by a government to repress or control individuals or groups beyond its borders and it can occur at various levels, and these are the aspects our report has touched upon. It can occur at the state level, subnational level, and at an individual level. At the state level, foreign authorities might collaborate with the government to extradite refugees back to their home country. In this case, the individuals could face abuse mandated by their home country. And at the subnational level, governments may employ economic threats or coerce foreign institutions or companies or educational institutions into cooperating with them. This could involve using economic leverage to influence actions of institutions beyond their jurisdiction. And at an individual level, governments might deploy spies or agents uh, to spy upon exiled dissidents. So in essence, transnational repression involves use of uh, various strategies, including, as I've mentioned before, extradition, economic coercion, and individual intimidation. And yeah, obviously this is against international law, primarily because it violates the territorial integrity and sovereignty of a nation. Uh, secondly, it's also a threat to the rule of law. And thirdly, it violates the fundamental human rights of the citizens of the home nation and as well as of the host country. Um, can you tell us how the research uh, of this report has been conducted uh, by your organization? And, um, and also, can you share with us the estimated number of Tibetans uh, in the diaspora uh, worldwide who, who has fallen uh, victim to this uh, CCP's transnational repression so far? Uh, well, the research of the report involves primary and secondary data. The primary data was collected through confidential meetings held by the center around the world, primarily in Europe. And the secondary data involves a compilation of almost 120 news articles from various media outlets corroborating the primary data, either directly or indirectly. And as far as the total estimate is concerned, I think it's really hard to pinpoint the total estimate considering Tibetans have been undergoing uh, transnational repression for a really long time. Initially, it was just low-level public security bureau officers who would spy upon Tibetans, uh, Tibetan in exile. And uh, especially after the 1989 martial law imposition, after the Lhasa protests and eventual attention given by the international community to the Tibet cause, China became more insecure about its global image and started investing more on repressing voices outside China. 
uh, which, therefore, it's really hard to pinpoint you know, a certain exact number. But according to a senior official at the Department of Security, Central Tibetan Administration, and this is also cited in our report, I think it's in the citation number 18, 90% uh, of Tibetans have either directly or indirectly faced uh, transnational repression committed by the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, the report also mentioned that uh, the main trends uh, as a result of the primary data collection, uh, can you tell us in brief about uh, these trends? Um, sorry, if I may be allowed to check my notes to ensure I do not misinterpret or overlook any details. Um, as far as the findings or the trends of primary data are concerned, we have four main findings. These are severing connections, uh, collecting personal information, blackmail or other forms of intimidation, and undermining livelihoods. Uh, as far as the severing connection is concerned, 59 out of the 84 total testimonies we have collected reported complete breakdown of communication with their families, relatives, or close ones inside Tibet due to transnational repression committed by the Chinese Communist Party. And the second finding, collecting personal information, 32 out of the 84 testimonies we have collected reported that their information were collected to their relatives or families inside Tibet by Chinese authorities inside Tibet. And the third finding is automatically related to the second finding, which is blackmailing or other forms of intimidation. Uh, 49 out of the 84 testimonies we have collected reported that the information that were collected through the relatives or families inside Tibet were then used to blackmail or in other forms of intimidation to silence uh, activism in exile. And the final finding is undermining livelihood. This is mostly related with the students, college-going or school-going students whose financial dependency in, is in the money being sent from Tibet, inside Tibet to outside Tibet. Uh, out of the 84, 10 testimonies reported that their livelihood and financial conditions suffered because of the transnational uh, repression committed by the Communist Party of China. Can you tell us how and in what ways uh, CCP's transnational repression harmful for Tibetans and the Tibetan uh, freedom movement? I feel like I've lightly addressed uh, the harm it brings in my previous answers. However, I will just elaborate on how it affects the Tibetan freedom movement. First of all, it, uh, the transnational repression committed by the Communist Party of China restricts the flow of information from inside Tibet to outside Tibet, automatically leaving uh, Tibetans in exile, uh, ignorant about what is happening in, inside Tibet, hence uh, not knowing about the atrocities com committed by the Communist Party of China inside Tibet. And the second negative impact would be the restriction of flow of escapees from inside Tibet uh, due to the transnational repression committed by the Communist Party of China in its neighboring countries, especially in Nepal. Uh, and it's very clear from the data itself, prior to the year 2008, there would be almost 2,000 to 3,000 Tibetans escaping from Tibet into exile yearly. But after the 2008 uprising, uh, the number has been re reduced drastically. It is countable in fingers now, and sometimes almost none. So this is also very, uh, the restriction of escaping of escapees or refugees from Tibet is a second negative impact. And the third would be weakening solidarity networks. And, I, and this I already mentioned in my previous answer as well, by coercing exiled Tibetans to renouncing their activism, hence sabotaging or undermining the Tibetan struggle at large. 
And uh, how can the international communities uh, or the rights group uh, can help stop this form of Chinese uh, repression that affects uh, Tibetan communities, uh, specifically uh, Tibetans, as you have uh, talked uh, more on that today. Uh, and also on the other side, Hong Kongers, uh, Taiwanese and Uyghurs and other uh, what Chinese government describe as the minorities, right? So um, how do we curb it? Uh, well, the organized transnational repression conducted by the Communist Party of China specifically targets uh, diaspora communities collectively referred to as by the Communist Party of China as uh, the five poisons, namely Tibetans, Uyghurs, Taiwanese, Chiinese dissidents, including Hong Kong and Tiananmen Square protesters, Falun Gong practitioners, and the lesser acknowledged Southern Mongolian population. Uh, the international community or rights group or civil societies can help curb this, uh, this form of repression through, first of all, establishing an official definition of transnational repression to be used by all governmental as well as non-governmental agencies, and then eventually raise awareness about transnational repression among police, security agencies, as well as governmental and non-governmental personnels working with refugees and asylum seekers, because the refugees and asylum seekers are the main targets of the transnational repression committed by the Communist Party of China. Thirdly, create a safe space for the academics without feeling the need to fear them, fear or without feeling the need to censor themselves in fear of the Communist Party of China. And lastly, and there are more recommendations also in our report. You can check, uh, the audience can later check them out. But uh, in summary, we feel it's really important to for the international community and the civil society's rights group to support organizations that honestly, truthfully, factually report and monitor transnational repression committed by the Communist Party of China. Uh, so, Lundala, these are my questions, but uh, if you have any additional information on Chinese, uh, on this report, if you'd like to add. Uh, I just want to add that uh, the transnational repression committed by the Communist Party of China has intensified severely since the CCP General Secretary Xi Jinping's accession to power and the massive expansion of the United Front Work Department, which is the main implementing arm of the transnational repression, Xi Jinping's ongoing mandate is characterized, and it's also reflected in its implementation as well, it's characterized by two trends, the centralization or consolidation of all power and authority, secondly, a very super aggressive foreign policy so the United Front, United Front Work Department is one of the main seven departments overseen directly by the highest CCP officials. And the, since the coming, as I've previously mentioned, since the arrival of accession of the Xi Jinping into power, there's been more investment in the United Front Work Department. Uh, the students in foreign institutions, Chinese students in foreign institutions, are also either through covert means or through overt means, uh, deployed or used as spies to snitch upon other Chinese students or Hong Kongers, Taiwanese, Tibetan students who resort to criticizing the Communist Party of China. So that is one very important aspect I think people need to know about. So Ngala, thank you so much for being here and talking to us about uh, your, uh, the latest report from your organization on Chinese government's transnational repression on Tibetan communities in exile. And I wish you all the best for you and your organization for all the uh, good work that you're doing. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching and see you all in the next episode of In Conversation with Tibet TV.